takes us to the agenda. Uh, we shouldn't be uh, having any uh, any walk-ons given this is a special meeting. Um, unless there's something I really press, pressing urgency and uh, uh, is there any, and I'll ask, so I'll ask if there's any deletions. So I take it that's a no, Mr. Town. Okay. So motion to adopt the agenda. Yeah, I would uh, move the agenda as presented, Your Worship. All in favor? In favor. Uh, that uh, so that the first item under unfinished business is a request for a decision regarding the 2016 neighborhood infrastructure renewal program on street street lighting upgrade. Um, maybe just. Don't, don't go through the whole uh, in memo, uh, Mr. McQuaid, but perhaps you can just summarize where we left off at the last at the last meeting and why we're why this item is come back. Okay, so where we left off uh, last we spoke on this one, uh, there was still uh, I guess uh, some question as to how accepting the residents on 86th Avenue were to the replacement of uh, street lights and transport. We were wanting a chance to pull uh, his fellow residents in, in that area to see what their take uh, was on that. And then on top of that, uh, Councillor also had some additional questions that he had posed uh, the following day uh, around uh, this issue and just kind of quickly go through some of those questions and the answers that uh, said and respond back to tonight. So this first question was the echo plan shows lights on 95th being replaced as well. Is the underground being done there as well or is there another reason for these four lights? And I think I didn't get an answer back from echo on this but uh, my answer back is Yes, the underground was done on the section as well as why the underground bore was preferred in those areas to disturb as little of uh, the surface uh, ground as possible when uh, we're looking at undergrounding those street lights. But my general take is they wanted to kind of uh, tackle all the lights in a particular area to have some conformity throughout that neighborhood. Second question is, what is the location match? And take it to means putting an extra light standard. And my response back to this question there was, the additional fixtures are required with the new LEDs to provide recommended light limits on road surface uh, to the ISMA standards, and also to provide you know a better, um, more even light distribution pattern through that neighborhood. Uh, what is the height of the existing standards? And they're 30 foot as per the sketch of kind of circulated around. Uh, what is the estimated annual cost savings going to LED? In this case, ATCO is proposing three additional lights so that would reduce the overall savings. And when I talked the last, it was approximately $2.15 per month uh, per light for the cost savings on that. If uh, the residents do not agree to the placement now, when would the first standard expect to be replaced? And I'd have to go back to ACO when I haven't heard back 
from what period time life cycle replacement would be for that midland. I did know that the both the poles and the fixtures were coming up on the life cycle replacement. So what would be the cost per residence assuming residents pay half cost and what would the cost be per year if there's a local improvement tax? And they responded, the town paid for 50% from spreading the balance over of the cost over 45 residences. Because when I looked at it, uh, since we're also looking at 95th Street, there's some additional residents that would receive benefit from this. So if they were included, we proposed recovering the balance over a three-year period uh, and approximately cost of $250 per year. Now, having said that, we don't currently have a mechanism in place to do that. Uh, and kind of discuss this with uh, Director Town and uh, feel that uh, the value in kind of pursuing that route is not uh, awkward. Not as awkward uh, in trying to recover that cost back. So after that, Councillor Needham also had a, a couple additional questions. The first, uh, and I could provide a picture of the various street lifestyles being utilized and what exactly is in the proposal and if we include that into the RFP, into the updated RFP. And what is the long-term conversion plan over what time period to change all the fixtures to LED? And there again, uh, placed a paragraph in the LED, in, in the RFP, uh, which basically speaks that uh, currently we have 1196 street lights in Peace River echo uh, basically replaces 60 heads per year and at that current rate they will anticipate replacing all the lights in approximately 19 years and that was one that when we sat down with that co early in the year we discussed uh, some various options and how we could speed up the program and what the, those costs would look like then uh, Councillor Needham's last question was, I think, around future neighborhood renewal projects and how this would get incorporated or how this would affect those neighborhood renewal projects. And my response back to this, I think we, what we would like to do is get involved with that code a little sooner in the process of things. Uh, I wasn't as engaged on the last project coming uh, in part way through the year, but this year I've got the ability to right from the get-go get ACO involved and so that way we can get those project costs identified and then make them part of the actual project. And I'd kind of like to, you know, the strategy going forward, we'd like to see that kind of be rolled into the neighborhood infrastructure renewal program. So your uh, recommendation is still to uh, the council accept the actual estimate of uh, $66,573 for streetlight and infrastructure work to be funded from the project contingency and Armstrong's price of $15,238 to be funded by the project construction contingency. Um, uh, I just have one question. So, putting this stuff, 
So right now it's overhead. You want to put stuff underground. Yeah. It's just safer, right? Yes. And uh, and this is the standard that we would we would from a safety point of view that we want in the whole town. No overhead wires. I, I would like to see at the end of the unschooled cooking all underground wiring. Uh, and from a, a standpoint of safety uh, and maintainability as well. Uh, evidently, structure that's outside is exposed to the elements, exposed to the weather. Uh, it's cheaper to install, but overall, yeah. uh, from just a serviceability standpoint and longevity. I think we get a lot more bang for buck going right. down. Assuming that that goes cool, is uh, uh, it's more reliable and uh, safer in the long run. Any questions on Mr. McQuaid? Just one. Um, this the uh, LED streetlight picture with the Nova pole. Is that Nova pole going to be standard throughout the town, or at least the? Uh, that would I'd like to make those standard in the residential areas along commercial areas we would stick with our standard uh, aluminum overhead davit so the uh, the davit that you see the downtown poles would remain our decorative poles so basically just mainly in the commercial areas where we're not in our downtown core those ones that see they would remain normal standards so we weren't going to do any special decorative poles in that specific neighborhood no. so this would be the standard yeah. okay well, Ron's full of questions. We'll let him ask. <laughs> He's already asked five. We can ask another five. And then we'll bring you in. Thank you. Any more questions? Well, just in terms of, like, this is an actual price quote. Like, I think there's kind of loosey goosey on this quote, right? It is a ballpark estimate, and uh, we would have to move to a, a firm estimate of that quote, but it shouldn't differ by that. Did they go on site? Like at, on 95th? Yes, they, they've been on site. At 95th, yeah. there's a sidewalk there. Those poles are cemented into the sidewalk. Yeah, they're, they're well aware of the site conditions. Uh, we've talked through the project. They're very well what we're doing on the okay, project. Right. So. Okay. Those ones on 95th will come out of this contingency, right? Yes. Oh, they are. So you're talking about the payment from the contingency for construction? Yes. There's a short, there's going to be a shortfall then, I'm assuming. Nope. Uh, I've got two contingencies. One uh, that is built into the contract for construction contingencies. Okay. And then there's one I hold back that I don't tell the contractor about. <laughs> he knows uh, that. <laughs> they, they know that uh, the town keeps a little bit just for additional con con contingencies these are and typically engineering contingencies that i have to pay velocity for various things uh if they go over on their site days i've got that contingency i can draw on so i've got those two contingencies and we're well funded for those okay so would there still i guess my question is is there still contingency yes. i don't like using all our contingency before we've even started the project because yes. uh, we know how that goes yes so just in the construction contingency, or the construction project contingency, so in the contract I've built in $80,000 for unforeseens mm -hmm. as we go from resident to resident. Mm -hmm. And so far I've only expended uh, $2,100 and I think I signed another change order this week for $1,400.
So we're down to probably about 75,000 and we're just making sure the construction can finish up here. Okay, that, was, that was my concern, was just making sure that we would still have, yeah. we're not using our contingency before we've even started the project. Yeah, yeah. we're still fairly well funded in that. Okay. So, and, and here's, I guess, the big picture. Uh, so we quite haven't, we haven't polished off our neighbor renewal uh, policy program. Actually, see us if if you have overhead lights in a in a neighborhood. I think we could justify this because this is this is kind of a safety item, and if we do a neighborhood renewal, we probably should emphasize putting in some safety features and putting in overhead lights. I don't know how other people feel about that. So, Mr. Mayor, if I could ask. Sure. Just in voltage level, that would be there. So the street lights are typically 120 volt, and your overhead power lines are usually 25 kV or 4160, depending upon what area of town we're in. Right. So are those already? So I think the deputy mayor was trying to correct me. So was she? So she corrected her correction or not? So. So uh, you're not, well, what are you bearing? You're bearing a 120 volt line as opposed to a 25 kV. Yes, so the street light, the power to the street lights are at 120 volt. Yeah. So they'll come from the transformer right. in, I think they're at the back of the lot right now. Right. They come forward and hit one of the street lights and then just kind of one conductor that kind of goes over to the next street light. So Mr. Mayor, what I was getting at is when I think overhead power lines, I'm thinking of the overhead power lines that are in the back alley in that particular section of town. So I was just questioning if you really meant overhead power lines like that, not just street lights. Well, I, I, get, I don't think this affects the vote uh, for today, no. but um, I think in terms of you drafting up the neighborhood renewal policy, Talk about the uh, we need to address lighting and sidewalks. And we've made a few exemptions on this particular neighborhood, uh, and we, we need to come out with that policy and start sticking with it. I think if you think ahead for the construction in the next uh, three or four years that we signed with Velocity, when I think of those neighborhoods, they're very similar to this neighborhood in terms of. Uh, removing of those lines and I think you got the safety argument and I think Mr. McQuaid described the rationale why we should be doing this whether it's safety or beautification uh, I think that needs to go into the into the program and I'm I'm fine uh, taking this out of the, the program I, I think I think the program needs to cover this when I say co cover this is in cover it in the future Sure, I'll, I'll make a motion that uh, council accepts the ADCO estimate of 66,572 for streetlight and infrastructure work to be funded from the project contingency and Armstrong construction price of 15,237.50 to be funded by the project 
construction contingency. And I, if we should probably add for the 20, this, what's this called, the 2016 neighborhood renewal? This is the 2016 renewal portion. Okay, and they add on a fee out of the 2016 uh, uh, renewal program. Okay, any other further questions or comments? All in favor? In favor. So we can uh, go to the crown jewel of the night. <laughs> and that'll be the Rectrax tender award. Thank you, Worship. Uh, I'll probably do the majority of the talking on this one. Uh, Director Bell is uh, a little hoarse of throat tonight. <laughs> So before you, uh, you've got a request for decision for the approval for the Peace Regional Recreation Center construction contract. Uh, so a little bit of background, we've been working on this project over the last uh, year, design-wise. We uh, went out to uh, potential construction uh, firms earlier this year to do uh, a pre-qualification bid in which we pre-qualified five construction firms uh, to submit uh, bids for the construction package. And those were Clark Builders, Scott Builders, Bird Construction, Marshall Lee, and LS Don. Uh, we received uh, tenders from those uh, five construction firms on the 24th of April, or on the 23rd of May, 2017. Uh, and prior to that, we did con uh, have all of the, those contractors attend a mandatory site visit to make sure that they're well aware of the site conditions, especially with the old arena. So the tender results that we did receive are outlined in the table that you see uh, before you. And basically, the final submitted tender amounts are all inclusive, so they include those separate prices. So of those, uh, Marshall Lee Construction was the lowest uh, uh, submitted uh, tender bid that was valid. Uh, they were all valid, uh, but Marshall Lee was definitely the lowest at uh, $21,990,000. They did uh, list as their separate prices, and these are deducts, deducts from the $21,990,000. Zero. Uh, so separate price number one was two hundred ninety thousand. Separate price number two was one hundred forty-eight thousand, and separate price was fifteen thousand three hundred ninety-one. And uh, later on, I kind of uh, recap what those separate prices all include. Let's quickly. So separate price was for the second floor multi-purpose room. Uh, separate price. Uh, list of the storage rooms and all systems as indicated on the drawings, which is basically a, the, the warm storage that was on from the outside of the building on the west side of the building. And separate price number three is to eliminate the concrete sidewalk uh, that was shown on the site plan, which is adjacent to the aquatic center. So before you, uh, we have two options. Uh, the first option 
is to award the construction to the lowest qualified bidder, Marshall Lee Construction, for the full tendered amount. Advantages uh, following the process is laid out in the request for tenders, and Marshall Lee Construction is the lowest qualified bidder. And uh, at this point, we didn't see any disadvantages in that. So the financial implications is it does commit uh, the town to $21,990,000 over three years. Option number two is do not award the construction contract and retender the project in the hopes of achieving a lower tender price. Uh, and at that same point, we could also look for ways to reduce the project scope uh, to reduce the overall pricing. Disadvantages with that, the tender project may come in higher uh, than what we've had submitted. Uh, and financial implications would vary upon what was submitted. So before you kind of uh, get to the recommendation, I want council to be very aware of uh, just the overall project. And they say put together a bit of a cash flow model. And because I want you to understand the total project cost, not just the construction contract. Because once we commit to the construction con contract, we're committing to the whole project, which includes the soft costs as well. So I want you to be well aware of uh, what we're committing to over the next uh, three years. So culminating in fiscal, fiscal year 2019. So in 2017, we're looking at expending $7.8 billion. Uh, in 2018, we would be expending $13.2 million. And 2019, we'd be expending $3.8 million. So the total project expenditure, including the construction contract, is uh, $25,999,949,080. So that number there includes all of your soft costs, all in. Uh, so it's important to kind of note that and then we kind of talk a little bit about the revenue side. Where is the money coming from? And this is something else I wanted to be aware of, of just how uh, we've kind of juggled everything to kind of have uh, positive cash flows in each of those fiscal years. Uh, so, but we run into uh, a slight issue in fiscal year 2019 where we haven't. Uh, where we're running to a budget shortfall in that particular year. And uh, so even though that the, if we look at the project budget just for construction contract or within, but once you include all the soft costs, then uh, we run into a bit of a deficit. Now on the revenue side, this also includes the $1 million that was set aside for the demolition in 2019. So the total project, the overall project, looking at both those capital projects, are $24 million. So even at that, you know, we're still running into a budget shortfall. So there, last, put the expenditures minus, minus the revenues to, so you understand you know, where we're running into that issue, which shows up in 2019. So in tackling this, we came up with a couple proposed solutions to kind of mitigate that. Uh, 
project deficit. And the first one was we could look at reducing the project contingency. It's not ideal, but you know we could uh, reduce it to two million dollars straight and and hope that you know we have a smooth sailing project. So uh, in talking to the architect, you know he feels comfortable we could probably do it at two million, uh, and then that would see a savings of four hundred and ten thousand. Uh, we could explore cost savings, cost saving and opportunities, and we've had a free discussion uh, with myself, the architect, and the potential uh, prime contractor. And we feel fairly confident that we can probably find two hundred thousand dollars worth of savings. Uh, and those savings we would probably tackle, you know, once the contract is awarded, we would go through and. Uh, do a value engineering session to come up with those credits. Uh, we could transfer non-tender construction items such as the place, space equipment, facility, uh, furniture and equipment, AV and security. We could put all those costs into a separate capital project uh, and have that capital project addressed in 2019. So those costs aren't going away, it just means that we're shifting them to a different capital project in a different capital year. And lastly, I just removed the additional elements allowed for it in including the separate tender prices as listed above. And this would uh, save us another 453000 uh, in those separate prices that were mentioned. So if we took all the recommended uh, reductions, that would see $1.4 million in uh, savings there that we could apply to that deficit which would mean that in 2019, we would only have to fund an additional $90,000 in debt for that in capital year 2019. If we said, well, all we're gonna do is accept the value engineering portion for 200,000, which is fairly achievable, then uh, we would still have a project deficit of $1.3 million uh, that we would have to find funding from other sources. And uh, with the approval of council, uh, would increase the debt to 1.8 million. So, but that portion there, you know, we could look at in two years' time, and within those two years' time, we could explore other funding opportunities as well to, to fund that, uh, whether it be grant funding or uh, other funding sources as well. So, our recommendation at this point is that the town of Peace River award the construction contract to Marshall Lake Construction based on the criteria outlined in the RFP and that the town of Peace River enter into an agreement with Marshall Lake Construction amount of $21,990,000. I know that it's a bit dense to get through, uh, but I did want to make sure that council is well aware of uh, the ramifications by agreeing to accepting the contract. Questions? I got a few hands. The warm storage, that was a user request, correct? Um, the separate price number one, yes. that's proposed potentially to be a revenue generating space, correct? That's correct. Yeah, the multi-purpose rooms. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, the fitness area, we were... We're looking at a non-profit um, to, 
potentially lease the space and bring equipment with them. That's why you don't see a large amount. Well, that's what I wondered. I'm like, $5,000 isn't going to do a whole lot. Fine. So I wasn't sure why we had a number in there. Yeah, if 5000 is really just for at our end, if there's anything we need to do. Desks yeah. or anything. anything like or, or to move equipment from one yeah. location to the yeah. other. Now we've got some money to do that. Okay. And if in the event that uh, this group doesn't come over, we are looking at options like leasing fitness equipment so that you would see that expense in the operational oh, side. Oh, okay. As opposed to the capital. capital. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, the demolition that wasn't included in the 20 million dollars 21 million it was included in the 23 million it was included in the 1 million dollars that was set aside in 2019 in the capital plan sorry but in that sorry in the project bid yes. of 21 million yes that is included in so the, there's a separate line item here for 530,000 for demolition yes what's that then so the, the million dollars was actually uh considering the demolition and the hazardous assessment and the hazardous abatement. Right. So it was those three items that were actually included in that $1 million. Yeah. So, uh, and basically, but on the expense side, basically included what we had talked about uh, last with the architect was, uh, he budgeted 500,000 in this current year. So with uh, some escalation in 2019, we pegged at 530,000 for demolition. Okay, so I guess what I just want to make sure of is, is that it's not being calculated twice. Like it's not in his bid of 21 million, plus we're adding another line item for it, 530, okay. okay. No, I've actually, if you look at the construction, that's why it's at 20 million 990. Yeah. Is because that's taken out. Okay, so then my next one's a little bit of a different question, not so much on the numbers, but just in terms of with the successful bidder, whoever that is, is there any kind of a requirement in place in terms of them how they tender out the sub work for that, like in terms of like the local community, because we talked about that a little bit when we first talked about tendering this. I'm assuming there's no, we're not putting any parameters on that. There, it's their we process. We did include into uh, the request for tenders. Yeah. We did include our uh, purchasing local purchasing policy. Oh, okay, so they're aware of that then, and, and we've asked them to abide by that yeah. then. Basically. And actually on the site inspection, uh, Kenry Electric was out there on site. Oh. Yeah. So he was invited by one of the generals. Yeah, and, and the companies have all identified their main subcontractors, and some of them are local. Okay. Yeah. I think those are my big ones right now. Oh, uh, do you ever get an idea how many extra person years of work this will result in? Not yet. Yeah. We can ask the contractor to provide some of that. Bottom will be that number. Mr. Mayor, I have questions whenever. Okay. Okay, um, with that local purchasing, does that include uh, workers staying in Vancouver Hotel? Is that considered local or can you go that far? Well, it's whatever our current local purchasing policy outlines. We okay. uh, put that um, as part of uh, the tender. Okay, and I noticed a traffic assessment study of $13,000. Um, is this traffic? 
to the new um, building? Yes. And I'm wondering why it would be required. Because our cells under myself when I put on my development officer and uh, hat is something I require. At Upwee, which we would for any development, especially at this size, and the traffic impact assessment came down, came back uh, the report with some very minor uh, improvements to the area signage, uh, crosswalks. You can speak further to it. So nothing of significant financial impact that would be needed for upgrades for lights intersect. You know that. So significant. It's gone, yes. yes. <laughs> there's a, there's a okay, and the materials testing hazardous material, was this what Ms. Zanke was referring to? Correct. The 120,331? That's correct. Yeah, no. So that is in addition to the $1 million demo cost? No, that's no. included as that $1 million demo cost in 2019. That would be part of it. It includes the materials testing and hazardous? Yes. Not, not quite. It, the materials testing is the concrete testing, right? Yeah, all of that. And the hazard assessment is, the material assessment is the asbestos abatement from the old building. So that is not included in the down cost of one building already? The 331 yeah. is included. Okay, so as long as it's not double. No, no, no it's, it's not the, the 240 is testing concrete to make sure we're meeting standards as the construction goes along. Okay, so Different that's the new construction yeah. and the other is the old. Okay, Correct. and um, just a question, for place space equipment, the numbers are 75,000. Um, these are pretty accurate numbers, you think, or are they pretty ballpark? No, that is um, based on an actual quote for place structure equipment and the um, rubberized soft surface underneath it. Cushing. Okay. And um, is this the same, is uh, Marshall Lee the same that are, the same one that's doing Grimshaw or is that a different one? No, that is the same one that is currently working on the expansion to the Rectplex and Grimshaw. So my question is that, um, construction I understand is uh, a little bit behind so do they have enough workers to start on our project in a very timely fashion? Well that would be part of the contract commitment that they would have to commit those personnel. Um, and but generally the way yeah the way the general contractors tend to work too is uh, they don't have like all those construction workers that you see on site are not their permanent staff. They're usually sub-trades uh, that they'll, they will engage various sub-trades as they need them. So uh, they may be short-staffed on the project in Grimshaw with the sub-trades that they have there, but they can hire other sub-trades for our project. And final question, is there any penalty clause in this that if it takes five years instead of anticipated three years that something negative happens to the company? I would have to go back and see what their tech put in for penalty clauses on that. Okay. Thank you. This is a follow-up to Deputy Mayor's question. That project out there, I heard there was some 
she had technical problems early on and that's what set them off. But I'm just wondering if you'd talked to the school division and found out, you know, have there been issues with that particular contractor in terms of the overall project management and keeping on budget and asking for yeah, I, I have I haven't talked to the school district on in that regard. I have talked to the town of Grimshaw in that regard, and I went on a little site tour right about a month, month and a bit ago around the project site, and they were progressing further well along. And they didn't, the town of Grimshaw didn't mention any issues at that point. But they, the town probably would know that because the contract the owner for that is the school division. Okay. So, but I'm sure the two can talk. With that now, you said that we are two uh, architects are same architects for the Grimshaw School. Are we not? Or? No? I honestly, I badly don't know. I don't think so. They were the original for the multiplex, mm -hmm. but I don't know about the school. I don't think so. us a quote on the existing multiplex in today's dollars so that's why I'm thinking Clark too but I don't think it was Clark I'm drawing a blank on who actually did the multiplex just a couple of quick questions your worship so option two going back out for a better price so realistically that's not on and I, I sort of a rhetorical question I guess so we've got 25 interested parties we got five here we've got the best one i mean going back to the well is in my mind just a total waste of time i presume uh, it has been done well I, i'm just well let, let me just discourage my colleagues from going there uh, so moving on uh on the revenue uh, two quick two other quick questions and maybe a question for greg so we we gave our taxpayers when we got elected the second year, a nice little bump, and we set aside some money in uh, for, the, for the arena. So it, when the, the, the mill, the, we had a mill rate increase. So when I look at the chart, does, is that number in there somewhere, or am I just, or am I not reading this chart right? Like we, we've been collecting money for a couple of years on the premise that we were gonna build an arena. So did, did I miss something or did, I'm sorry? The second line. The second line though. Okay, so that's the second line. Okay, then that's my question. As long as that's yes. that's in there, okay. And my final question. Wait, can I just ask a follow-up to that one then? Well, I mean, Why does it end in 2019? Yeah, it, 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 should, it should carry on for, good point. It, we're not, we haven't reduced it. Well, no, and the idea was that we that, that was going to be a rec levy in terms of carrying on not just this project, but... Something else. Well, yeah, because it's a, you know, there's never been any forward thinking for planning for these types of facilities. So for this project, council, I believe their intention was to have $4 million of our money through the tax rate levy go towards this project and then an additional $4 million from debt. 
was that was a proposal put to us but i don't think that was necessarily the only option because we knew we had that sorry colin i've taken over your question but we knew we had that mill rate increase and the whole idea was that that was supposed to help carry us through this project until this project was i guess completed i hope i'm not taking too much too much liberty here but and and what ends up happening with that one mill increase is it offsets your debt servicing costs because your operating expenses are going to go up in terms of debt servicing plus your operational expenses there will be an increase and we've done a very preliminary estimate of about three hundred thousand dollars very broad um, it can be narrowed it can be refined so quite a chunk of that will be redirected to those operational expenses so you may have some wiggle room depending on how much we have to debenture um, of that million left but not necessarily very much okay. so, so it just good. rolls into the operating yeah that 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 was your idea for the, for the <laughs> if you have others that would be grand but, but the the uh, the the main reason for the one mill increase was that yep. we Four million finance this project. Yeah, correct. And, and if we do carry it on past 2020. So now that I've opened up that can of worms, I'll let the <laughs> finish. But you've got the finance in there, so we, it, it's there conceptually. So. It is, yes. So do you have a specific question, Councillor? Or? You know, I'm just musing out loud because I've got the microphone and I've, I've, and I've got some more musing as well. Uh, well, my question is what happens after 2019. And uh, my question was, where is it in the chart? And I've, I've now found it in the chart. So page 10, uh, transfer of non-tender construction items, 355,000. I, I, my first, I, I think of the air handling unit and our neighbors, you know, we were, stuck with a 1.1 million dollar air handling project we went and asked the neighbors and they gave money and i look at that and i say those like av security and it furniture equipment i to me bundle up as a separate ask and go back to them uh, would be my suggestion um, those are my comments right and that and other sources for the capital well, yeah, that's, yeah, we need to do some work on the capitals. We haven't talked about, yeah, that's some other sources we could talk about as well. That, that, those are my questions. And we do anticipate some small grants for some of the field house equipment. It, they'll be minor size, but they will help to improve the revenue sources. There's some options there. Plus we have sponsorships that we're working at. I hate to beat this dead horse here, but I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this demolition number. So the 20,990,000 included how much for demolition? So what I did was I took out of commercial uh, lease number 21,990,000, oh, okay. took a million dollars out and then redistributed back over that 530,000 and then the 31,500. Yeah, okay, ignoring it. And just for the record. Foolish, I, admit, I did not see the one. <laughs> I'm like, where is, why, why do we have this million dollars here and they're twice K? And, oh, and, I feel better now. And just for the record, that, that, that number's gotta be at the high end because I'm sure we saw a number that was 
like 860 or 850? Is that? For, for demolition? Correct. Yeah, I think the initial um, it, it, um, architectural estimate was about eight hundred and fifty thousand. That seems. Yeah, plus hazard assessment. That's where the eight fifty is coming from. Yeah. So, if I could, uh, the chart still looks like a million dollars for demolition, and then add on for the hazardous material which I thought I was told was included in the 1 million, mm -hmm. but the chart adds it up separately. Yeah, the hazardous material assessment was taken out and we were doing that as a separate, uh, separate item outside of the construction project. So it's in the overall project, but just not within the actual construction project. So why hasn't the one million been taken down to six hundred and I don't know, sixty-nine or something now? In in the first construction line of that chart on page nine, Deputy Mayor, yeah. you'll notice yeah. it's twenty million in the very far right column, right in the top corner, not the twenty-one million. So yeah. Director McQuake has removed the one million from the total con uh, construction cost. That's where you see the, the drop. And then redistribute it to, it was a separate capital project. But what I'll do is I'll go back and just re-look at that little section and I can provide an update to that. But uh, like it won't affect the end result. Yeah that we're, we're looking for, but I'll just go back and reconfirm that number in there. Yeah, so to summarize, 21 million point nine includes 1 million for demolition. And it includes the demolition cost. It does not include the hazardous material assessment cost. Okay, which is 300,000. That's correct. And, uh, okay. and so this the decision tonight is do we want to accept uh, the, the one of these quotes and which one of the quotes do we want to want to accept or do we want to go back and retender and the conceptually you laid out how the how the financing is to go and Basically, it's a judicious use of reserves and uh, other funding sources. So, um, and that, that's an aside from today's decision, right? Yes, uh, the only decision that I'd like for Council to provide us some direction on would probably be the separate pricing. If there are anything, any of those separate price items that you want deleted. Or do you want to accept them all? So with the twenty-one nine ninety, that includes all three separate prices, correct? That's correct. Okay. So that would actually develop that revenue generating space upstairs, or potentially revenue generating space. That's correct. I don't want to drag us out any further. You should should have quickly your head, Director McQuaid. You're going to cause more questions. So uh, Marshall Lee Construction on separate price item for number three they got fifteen thousand in there if you, if you look at the range of those numbers mm -hmm. it's 
massive. Yes, and that, that's the thing with uh, contractors, and if they really don't want that work to be delayed, they'll give you nothing back for it. Like that's, like that's an incredible split in those numbers. But anyway, that's for the removal of the sidewalk is what we're talking about. That's correct. <clears throat> well, if, if we gave it to somebody for $151,000, i am going to bid it and I'll bring my wheelbarrow over. <laughs> The golden sidewalk. Yeah. So what was, what's separate price number two for? It's the warm storage. It is the warm storage that is over on the west side that was going to house the speed speed skating storage and also for some hockey storage as well. And this was uh, bone in contention at one of your meetings. Remember? Yeah. Oh, like the storage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Storage? Sorry. Storage shortage was always a. Contentious issue. So um, we had talked about a number of different ways to do it. Some being cold storage, some being warm storage, and for the difference in putting warm to cold storage. Um, so your recommendations don't get rid of number two. No. Okay. So what's uh, number one for again? So separate price number one is to uh, develop three multi-purpose rooms on the second level. So that was an area that. We looked at where it was flat roof before it, they cost to develop three multi-purpose rooms up there uh, was just uh, a good uh, judicious use of space so the price to deduct that from the project would be that 290,000 so in return to the uh, to the people on the uh, on the uh, committee What I like about that one is, is that it is, I think, fairly safe to say revenue generating. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of spin-off as far as the operational side of the building may go. Um, I would hate to see us cut something that would be revenue generating given the fact that these buildings are not uh, exactly, uh, they don't exactly cover their costs. The other thing with that space is it's very, um, Multi-purpose. We can develop. Well, we can, we can develop whatever we want the in there. Really, is you know, uh, it's uh, it's space that can be done into dance studios. It can be done into meeting rooms. It can be done into uh, public centers. Whatever, depending on who we see. And, and again, it's a space I think that would be uh, easy to sell to sponsorship. Yeah, so your recommendation is no. Yeah, we've already had operationally um, approximately six different groups that have inquired as to how can they secure this space for their use in the future. Um, two of them are businesses, uh, three are nonprofits, um, one is provincially funded. So there's, we have groups lined up already to access them. And, and those separate price items are, they're included in the 21.9. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And if I go back, now I'll give you guys a chance. So why are you against these guys? I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, if I go back, the project went from 23 to 24 to 25, and that was without any demolition. So, so now we're at 22 million. And that includes these 
these three uh, items that weren't originally part of the package, right? Correct. So this looks like a deal to me. And when we had done the architectural assessment closer to the final tendering process, um, these three separate prices put into the package brought the project almost to a $24 million architectural estimate. So this is great. And that was that was just hard cost, that wasn't soft costs, right? And no soft costs included in any of them. And it didn't include demolition, correct. which is a million dollars by yes, itself. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Why? Colin's going to do that with his blue hair, hair too. Yeah. <laughs> WCB and asbestos, you might yeah. not be able to manage that. Negotiate a rate of the material. So you guys want to argue, or you guys have some input on these separate pricing items? Well, I think we need to do that. I kind of, the, one of the user groups meeting, I, all the groups say they need extra space there. Crimshaw says you don't have enough space as it is. Yeah. So I, I think we, you know, would need to leave the space in and that multi-purpose area. Like you go in any of those buildings, you go over to the Grand Prairie facility, the, the Coke Center, whatever it is, and, and those three rooms are used constantly. So it's, uh, it's you know, the critical, you wouldn't want to take those out. I'm, I'm in favor of it too. I attended some of those meetings. Uh, the other question I do have though is on page nine of 11. Um, there's a line in there for AV equipment for 150,000, security for 45, and IT for 25. So are we? And I'm gonna. There again, I'm going like the sound system that's in their current building. La da 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 da. Are we able to reuse or repurpose some of the equipment that we already have, or are we doing that with those numbers? No, we are not doing that with those numbers. So that would be provide a new updated sound system throughout the whole facility. We, we need a switch from analog to digital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> digital. What, what about this, the board, the scoreboard? Um, we're looking at a center clock. So, um, but where is that in here? Because that's uh, a pricey. It's, it's inside. It's in the tender price. It is in the yes. tender price? Yeah, and they've actually proposed um, an alternate for with a potential reduction. Um, and then in the field house, there are three small scoreboards per court. Oh. Um, so the center scoreboard, it'll have the KISS cam and all of that. <laughs> all and not we'll, quite we'll KISS cam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, local profile, but uh, four-sided uh, score clock. Okay. that sits right in the middle. Yeah. So, Mr. Mayor? Yes. My um, thoughts on the uh, uh, separate items is that uh, we would be short-sighted not to include them and get it done. Otherwise, we'll be searching for money uh, continuously to get those same items done. So I'd rather get it over with one time. Okay, so uh, any comments from the gallery? Okay. Start the tractor. Start the tractor. Who's going to make the uh, motion? I think the back will occur. <laughs> okay. Well, who wants to make the motion? One of the committee members. I'll make it then. <laughs> uh, that the Town of Peace River award the construction contract to Marshall Lee Construction 
based on the criteria outlined in the RFP and that the Town of Peace River enter into an agreement with Marshall Lee Construction in the amount of $21,990,000. All in favor? In favor. And Deputy Mayor has just made it unanimous. So that's the last item of business. I will entertain a motion to adjourn Mr. Burr, all in favor. Is that what you're going to do? Okay, all in favor of Mr. Burr's motion. Meeting in favor. 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 Fav